welcome to another episode of Mill Pattern Radness, the podcast. This podcast just got a fresh set of windshield wipers, and we're, we're hoping for rain. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Yo, it is time. We have returned once again to assault your eardrums tenderly. Yeah, thank you for joining us uh, once again for another episode. Uh, we have a lot to tell you about. A lot has happened uh, since the last time that, that we were hung out and told you what's going on with our lives. That's right. We've been doing a lot since the last time uh, we spoke. Um, just real briefly, we want to introduce ourselves. We are, of course, Male Panda Radness. This is Male Panda Radness, the podcast. My name is Brandon. I'm Ryan. And uh, on we go with the show. Now, um, speaking of windshield wipers and rain... This brings up an interesting question that we would like to pose not only to each other, but to you, the listener. And the question goes like this. If it could, if you could have it rain anything, what would it be? Um, classically, people talk about it raining cats and dogs. Yeah, cats and dogs. I mean, that's no good because we all know if it rained cats and dogs, literally, it would be disgusting and there'd be, it'd be tragic. And there'd be guts everywhere. I mean, same thing with uh, the other common saying of uh, raining men, you know, uh, same deal. Right. Like, well, if they're falling from that height, uh, it's just not going to be pretty, you know, the sight of that, of actually raining men. I don't think exactly. anyone would want to see it. Well, the clouds would have to be too high. I, we were discussing this before we started, actually, because this is a this is a uh, topic that we're yeah. very uh, uh, passionate about. And, yeah, well, um, we talk about the rain a lot because when the rain comes, then it brings out mm -hmm. the worms. And uh, as you probably know, we own a bait shop. Right, that's our passion. We, yeah, and we forge all our own bait for, for you, the customer. Exactly. And, and so, so when, it rains, when it rains. So we talk about the rain a lot. When it rains, it pours bait. Yeah, and, but sometimes uh, we enjoy a nice fog. Exactly. Fogs are nice. Um, they bring in a little, a little something different. So some moisture comes in, but you're not just getting pelted by droplets of water. Yeah, but you know, like raining cats and dogs wouldn't work. But like maybe like a cat and dog fog or like a man fog, would right? Be, would be more realistic. I feel like anything that has to do with a fog uh, and like a human-like um, entity, yeah, it'd have to be like a werewolf or a vampire, right? Like they are really. Yeah. fog. Yes, yeah, so imagine a, a vampire in a fog of men. Like, they should change that song Whoa. of, like, it's raining men to it's a fog of men. Yeah. So they're not splattered everywhere. <laughs> That's true. It's on the That's ground. That's true. Yeah, they just kind of waft in. Yeah. There's, like, a bachelorette party <laughs> and the song just starts. Exactly. Just about half past, half past ten. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, also, yeah, like we said, rain is great for the worms, great for our right. bait shop. Uh, we're right on the canal. We really hope you stop by. Mail Pattern Radness, uh, Canal Bait and Snack Shop. That's right. We feature only the finest, freshest, most diverse selection of canal fish bait uh, that anywhere in the state has to offer. Uh, Ryan and I stand behind our, our store, our product, our brand. Wholeheartedly, we conduct business as ethically and fairly as anyone that you will ever meet. Um, and, I mean, just for instance... Uh, our best friend, uh, collectively, is Coop Hartford. Who, yeah, Coop, our number one customer. Who is in the bait shop just as much as we are. We love Coop, and uh, if you were here before, we did do an interview with Coop, uh, and that was a lot of fun. And um, just as a uh, another treat for you guys today, uh, we have actually enlisted um, 
the uh, podcast company of one of our very, very favorite comedians uh, in Phoenix. Uh, her name is Genevieve Rice. Uh, we've done uh, lots and lots of comedy shows yeah. over the years with Genevieve. Yeah, it was great to talk with a friend that we've known for a long time. Right. Hadn't talked to for a while. Yeah, it was awesome. Uh, especially, you know, we haven't seen Genevieve or anyone for quite a long time when it has to do yeah. with live shows. Um, and for a lot of you, if you don't know, uh, I'll briefly just say, we used to do a lot of stand-up shows. Ryan and I um, perform as an acoustic two-piece comedy band. And so we would perform uh, a lot of stand-up shows. It, it breaks up sort of, I wouldn't say monotony, because that would be offensive yeah. to the comedians probably, but uh, the monotony of the stand-up show is broken up by our yeah. music. Yeah, so, shake it up. So we would do that a lot. Um, and as such, we got to know a lot of the comedians really well. Um, and Genevieve, um, great writer, um, yeah, put on a lot of awesome shows. Um, always so super cool and super funny. Like, always, always <laughs> really down to earth. Makes me laugh. If you ever get to see Genevieve Rice, yeah, up, definitely, absolutely. Yeah, so we've got a we've got a, a segment later that uh, we are very proud to bring you with Genevieve. So stay tuned for that. Um, uh, something that I think that we really need to make sure to uh, go over because um, it is something that we are. Uh, I, I don't know how to put this. Um, I'll just I'll just come right out and say it. We have more pizza than anyone on earth that doesn't own a pizza restaurant right yeah, now. Yeah. So, uh, and because of that, we are offering uh, pizza now in the bait shop. We have a couple additions to the snack yeah. section of the snack the bait and snack shop. Hell yeah. So uh, number one, pizza. We have too much pizza that we don't know what to do with it all. And we will deliver it. If you live off of the canal, we will have jet ski delivery that we're doing with pizzas now. And uh, we'll tell you, it's a long story of how we got the pizza. It's a fun story. We'll get into that. Oh, we're also doing uh, crab cake sandwiches in the snack shop because they're just good. Yeah. And uh, both of those come back to the story that it all starts uh, back at a, this a business trip that me and Brandon just got back from at the 31st annual Baltimore Canal Bait Convention. Yeah, what a what a crazy time. Um... I'm not sure how many people out there are familiar with the um, the bait uh, fishing um, convention circuit. Yeah, especially canal bait specifically. It's right. a it's a small tight community. Yeah, it's an it's a little bit of a niche community, but I, I will say it's a real tight knit community. But I mean, there's eight thousand people there, so yeah. I, I mean, we uh, a tight knit eight thousand people. I mean, if there, it was a town, we would be uh, a formidable uh, community. Yeah, but we're definitely all hyped up. Yeah, we definitely it was refreshed amazing. with all the information uh, we got about uh, bait and bait acquisition and canal fish. And yeah, it was crazy. Um, so uh, the one thing that I like this blew me away, super unexpected. Um, we were kind of just walking around, looking at all the the booths. There were like a lot of fishermen there. Um, there was like a, a, a marine life section where you could uh, observe a lot of different um, marine life in their natural habitat. As natural as can be as far as aquariums go. Um, but the thing that I'm, I'm talking about, uh, we were just kind of browsing around and we happened upon this um, this worm taser booth. And anybody who knows us knows that a, a big reason that the bait shop is a big dream of ours is because as a kid, I used to go fishing my great-grandpa and uh, he showed me a trick uh, how to get worms to come up to the surface of the dirt and uh, by electrocuting them. 
And so, so gently. Right, gently. You don't want to. You don't want to fry them. Yeah, Be- no. I mean, nobody, no fish wants a cooked worm. Yeah, it's just a little, quick little harmless jolt. Just a little jolt. Right, exactly. And so, this guy, I, I we walk by the booth, and he, he looks familiar to me, and it's a worm taser booth, and he's giving demonstrations. And I, you know, actually, it was funny because um, he um, he had a couple of like earth farms, which are like ant farms. Uh, excuse me, earth worm farms, which are like. They're ant farms, they're, yeah. you know what I mean? Um, but then the ant farm broke, so he actually... Uh, fuck. The worm farm broke, so he was actually using a real ant farm. Yeah. And that was kind of weird, because obviously there's no ants Yeah, he was using the, the worms in the ant farm. Right, exactly. Yeah, that's irresponsible. Uh, I mean, but it worked. But it was working? Okay. So, cool. so I mean, he was electrocuting the worms, it, right? and they were coming up to the top. And yeah. it, I mean, oh, that cool. was... It was cool. Um, so I, you know, I stopped to talk to him and it turns out this guy actually knew my grandpa. Um, and, uh, I remember stories about him. My grandpa used to call him Taser Ned. Oh, Taser Ned. Yeah. Yeah. Told me, yeah. Told me right. Guy. Right. We've talked about Taser Ned a few times. Yeah. And so this, I fucking met Taser Ned wow. and it was crazy, man. Uh, my grandpa used to tell me about, uh, how cra- dude, so he would wear an eye patch and a monocle, not on the same eye. So I mean, he had like the most. A lot of people just wear glasses, you know. What I mean, this guy is. He, each eye had a different style and fashion. So, really eclectic character. Anyway. Um, yeah, that guy. Definitely, I can't remember exactly, but I remember just some crazy stories. And I mean, that guy might have shown your grandpa the trick that he showed your grandpa showed you. That is like exactly. making our business thrive, or helping our business like thrive. You know, without that trick, we would not be where we're at. Right. I mean, it's crazy that the pinnacle of success when it comes to the canal bait shop. Yeah. You know, dream. I can't believe he's still alive, right? He's fucking like ninety six. Yeah, it's all that canal fishing, dude. It's so good for you. Yes. Yeah. yeah, that's a good diet. It's good for your chi. All canal fish, all the time. Yeah, that guy's chakra could not be more alive. <laughs> His chi is. Uh, very high, I guess. Yeah. Well, I mean, I had a great time at the at the Baltimore Canal Bait Convention. I got a lot of business cards from mm-hmm. a lot of people in the industry and enthusiasts. I, I gave a lot of business cards. You know, I think that we're going to get a lot of online sales and orders from the bait and 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 snack shops. You know, yeah, uh, yeah. I've made a lot of connections just in the the canal bait world. Right. Uh, we uh, ate, we ate, uh, crab cake sandwiches for the first time. It was in Baltimore. Yeah, and, and we were excited a, to go there and get crab cakes, but yeah. then like everyone was telling us like, crab cakes are good, but if you like really want to like experience the real experience, get a crab cake sandwich. Crab cake get, sandwich, like the good yeah. sauce and the soft bread and the lettuce and tomato, and they were yeah. right. Yeah, we loved them so good. much we had to bring it into the snack shop. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's why we're serving crab cake sandwiches in the bait shop now. Yeah, exactly. Did you see how I call it the snack shop and you call it the bait shop? You see that synergy right there. We're yeah. both thinking of our place, <laughs> but different different aspects you know <laughs> yeah. um, that's and that and for those of you out there that don't own businesses it is it's uh, it's really fucking nice to have a partner because when you're on your own in this uh canal fish game stakes is high baby oh yeah stakes is high yeah you can't mess around uh one more uh one more thing that i really enjoyed about the um the um uh i'm sorry <laughs> uh i wanted to say the Baltimore Canal Bait Convention. Uh, I could remember the uh, the full uh, convention name. 
Um, anyway, the thing that I was saying that I really enjoyed, uh, and we both attended this, was the um, the anti-cigarette uh, bait. Oh yeah. A workshop, yeah. which was um, that was enlightening. Very enlightening. So Ryan and I have have employed the use of cigarette butts in fishing at times on the canal, especially in the very beginning when times were lean. Um, and we had not yeah. much to do except for just search for butts. Yeah, on the canal. yeah, it was a little trick that uh, that someone showed us. One of our canal friends showed us. Right. They're just like the fish will like will will bite all day on cigarette butts. Yeah, for some reason they love it, and so especially Parliament lights. Specifically. Yeah, for some. Yeah, and yeah. I don't know. They what, like the reservoir tip. I think. Right. So that's who likes it the most. I always wondered like what faction of the population like those tips the most and apparently the best for canal fishing, sea yeah. life okay yeah. uh so apparently though this workshop taught us that it is extraordinarily dangerous to fish with cigarette butts and the the downside is so fucking obvious and, I, and we both kind of feel stupid about it it's giving the fish cancer and um that's that's yeah. the last thing we want to do is harm harm the canal fish. Yeah, so I mean, from here on out, we've changed our ways. No more cigarette butt canal fishing. Exactly, and we're we're here to inform um, gently uh, the people that don't know. Hey, yeah. this is just like the '80s with feeding rice to birds and bread to ducks. Yeah, and it's got to stop. Yeah, and, and this it, is real. And there's research and like you know. We used to do it too, and we changed our minds. And this isn't like a ploy to get people to buy more bait at our bait shop and stop oh, using cigarette butts. Oh, absolutely not. Yeah, because no. uh, we don't care about that. We don't care about the money. We care more about the community, and we care about the fish, you know, and the ecosystem that we're we're right. a part of. Yeah, we need this. We we rely on this ecosystem to survive. Yeah, this yeah. is our livelihood. Yeah, you got to give and you got to take. Exactly. If you're gonna take, you got to give. You know. Yeah, you can't just take from the canal and, and expect it not to want something back. We're going to take the cigarette butts out of our bait fishing. Exactly. That's out. So, boom. Another another lesson learned. Um, revelation for us. You know what else we learned, too, just really quickly before we move on? You know that the color red confuses fish. Yeah. Very interesting. I don't know how, don't but it totally discom yeah. discombobulates them. Um, I was under the impression uh, from the um, the fish college that we went to that um, f uh, fish were colorblind. So it's um, wow, real surprise to me actually. So yeah, they go nuts for red. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, anyway, anyway. Do you think I, they I like, like red too. That so. song, uh, "Lady in Red." Oh yeah, you ever know that? You you know that? I like to play that on the water sometimes, and I feel like they they bite a little more. <laughs> The guy that sings that song has like a shock of red hair, and it's he looks like Carrot Top or something. Yeah, it's crazy. Huh. Well, that's his thing, you know. He's leaning into it. Yeah, yeah, it red all the way. <laughs> I love, that's the song. Yeah. Uh, so where are we at? We finished about the uh, convention, right? Yeah, and then uh, so while we were in Baltimore. Uh, yes. We did do another thing. I mean, we were so lucky that we happened to bring our jet skis. <laughs> yeah, because Good thing we travel with. Yeah, our jet when skis. we got there, we found out that there was a jet ski competition. Not only any jet ski competition, but the Baltimore Freestyle Doubles Jet Ski Stunt Off. Doubles Jet Ski Stunt Off, fucking Baltimore style. And you know what? We entered. Yeah, and if you know Brandon and I, like we like to hot dog hard. 
And right. uh, the stunts, uh, like tandem stunts, and not tandem on the same jet ski, but we each have our own jet ski. My jet ski's name is uh, Spraylash, and I mean, we are bonded very hard. I've spent so many hours with Spraylash, and she has given so much to me. My jet ski's name is the SS Minnow, and as you all know, um, that is a very loving tribute to the, um, the shipwreck crew of the SS Minnow, um, that were featured on the hit television show Gilligan's Island. And uh, every time I get on the SS Minnow, you know, I think, I, I, yeah. say, I say a prayer, I, I think of the skipper, I think of yeah. the professor. I'd like to dedicate this episode to the rest, which is uh, the professor and Marianne. Yeah, I don't know what, what happened with that. I think during the course of the show, they beca- the rest became more prevalent on the show, yeah. and so they actually used they the names like a, in the song. They probably had to negotiate in their contract renegotiations like we want our name in the song probably i mean wouldn't you yes but uh funny enough um i got a lot of theories about gilligan's island and we probably shouldn't get into yeah, that yeah. right now <laughs> we don't have to. all right well, we should I'm, do an episode of we should do or a segment um i will just say real quick same thing as scooby-doo they couldn't get off the island because they were always high scooby-doo always Fucking up yeah. all the mysteries, always high. Yeah. I mean, it's weed. They're enjoying those Scooby snacks. Well, yeah. They're savoring. Well, they didn't savor them, but they, they enjoyed them. <laughs> right. Well. They enjoyed the quantity more than. They who do you think Slowly eats, savored the quality. Who eats faster, Scooby Doo or Cookie Monster? Scooby Doo. Really? Yeah, because he's animated and he can just pull off. Dude, I did not expect you to say Scooby Doo. That's a fucking trick. Cookie Monster doesn't eat anything. The cookies just fall out of his that, mouth. That's but you to... I mean, I guess it's a fair point. But I mean, it, I mean, it, an animated thing is just eating animated things. Like, I don't even know where this conversation is going to go. We should <laughs> probably talk about this jet ski competition that we were certain to fucking crush. Yeah, because we we never lose these things. No, every competition that we've ever entered in terms of jet ski stunts, uh, we've absolutely dominated. Um, we don't talk about it a lot on the podcast because we don't want to gloat. Um, we do have some contracts out on our lives uh, from fellow jet ski stunt competitors that are bitter about our dominance of the sport, and so it prevents us from really talking a lot about it uh, because of those death, yeah, yeah. death threats. Yeah, people ask us if we're like... Like, do you like to jet ski? Like, we love to. Like, and they're like, are you any good? We're like, oh, we're all right. We're okay. Yeah. Um, but uh, but just because we know our listeners are award-winning, compassionate folks, we are telling you now, we are the best jet ski stunt tricksters. Well, we were. Well, we... we okay, we we're. We're pretty we good. Were. We, okay. we're all right. We are all right. But, uh... Stay humble. This contest, the Baltimore Freestyle Jet Ski Stunt... Doubles, doubles Jet Ski Stunt Off... Yeah. That I went down at Curtis Creek, uh, right outside of Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Uh, we definitely got another round of crab cake sandwiches from like a little pop up uh, stand that was serving them down there. Great coleslaw at that spot. Yeah, by the way. yeah, round two was really good. And uh, we'll tell you about our tricks. Like so, you know, it was kind of a, a tournament, and we worked our way through, and then we had kind of the grand finale. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, of tricks, and uh, me and Brandon, uh, instead of doing one, like our one trick was kind of three tricks. Uh, what was our name for it? It was called, ladies and gentlemen, 
The triple trickstravaganza. The triple trickstravaganza. That's right. Oh man, we have been. I mean, we've been practicing this and perfecting it for a really long time. Yeah, I mean, when we were um, when we were doing the Greg real name thing at the Pretzel Factory on our downtime, really the only thing we wanted to do was practice jet skis tricks. So um, while we were rising to corporate fame, fortune and misfortune as Greg real name, we were also perfecting. Our jet ski stunt game. Yeah. So the first uh, trick of the trifecta is mm-hmm. uh, we. I'm on spray lash. Brandon's on uh, the SS minnow. We've been hot dogging, tearing it up all day, and uh, we. So we go kind of in a circle, and we pass by each other, and we go opposite directions, uh, pretty far out, and then we face each other, and we come right at each other. And we have two ramps facing each other, and they are pointed like directly at each other. Like it looks like if we go off these ramps, like we're gonna crash, crash right into each other. And that, air, that right. that's, looks like that's gonna be the trick. Uh-huh. Maybe we're surviving this crash. But I mean, I mean, we're not, we're stupid. But we're not that stupid. Right. We're not amateurs. So like, Come yeah. On. So we both fly in at top speed off the ramp, and in midair, we lock arms. We jump off our jet skis, lock arms, and skip. We switch. switch. Yeah, we do a 180 in the air, and we switch jet skis. Now, I'm on the SS Minnow. And I'm on Spray Lash. Yeah, and, uh, you know, we're more comfortable on our home jet skis, but we, we know each other's... We spent some time on each other's jet skis just because of practicing tricks like this. So we, uh, right. come, ar- we come around the bay, we uh, spin around, and we come at each other again. It looks like we're going to... Maybe this time the trick is we're going to crash into each other. Right, maybe a big explosion like Michael Bay movie style or something like that. Yeah, and we go, we come at each other, we go off the ramp, but then we plunge straight down underwater. Down underwater, the entire jet ski is submerged. Yeah, we're underwater and people for like two or three seconds because we like get some speed and we go up and straight down and we're just straight like straight down because you got to come in pretty fast to get the whole jet ski underwater. Yeah, it's a, it's all about angles really and it. it practicing and so we we were able to pull it off we get those fucking jet skis yeah way underwater our whole bodies were completely underwater and as ryan was about to say like two or three seconds i'd say it's more like eight nine seconds yeah and we're underwater you see some bubbles come up we let out our air and we're holding these jet skis down underwater and pretty much looking at each other and laughing because we know everybody thinks that we're probably fucking dead yeah but and then we pop up. We're not dead. We pop right out of the water. Yeah, we pop up, ready to hot dog again. And but this time we switch jet skis again. I'm bra- I'm back on spray lash, back on my my home jet ski. <laughs> right, and I'm back on SS Minnow where I belong. Yeah, so I hope we're painting a good picture because it was a, it was a really exciting day. We had a really, really great time, no matter what the outcome was. And then uh, so we we come around again, come around the, the bay again. And we're coming at each other again, and it's just like, it looks like it's going to be the same thing again, but this time, what could it be? This time is a grand finale to crash into each other and and not die. Right, you know, one of the favorite things about that last leg of the trick is as we're approaching each other, uh, we both start doing jumping jacks, which is a little nod to our... Yeah, we do our that. Favorite song, uh, one of our favorite songs that we perform. Anyway, we do five jumping jacks simultaneously, and right at the very end of the last fifth jumping jack is where the trick actually happens. Yeah, so we cut, we come in, that's right when we're coming to the ramp, so we hop back on uh, and firmly grab our jet skis. We go off the ramp, we're in midair, we pop backflips. You can see we're setting up for backflips. But right as we're going into the backflip, oh, we switch jet skis, just like we did earlier, you know? 
and we're doing the backflip still, and just right as we're coming around, we switch back to our original jet ski. So I went from Spray Lash to the SS Minnow back to Spray Lash while doing a backflip. Yep. Brandon did the same thing, but opposite. Same shit, yep. And uh, it was just, you know, a symphony of jet skis. I mean, how's that? I... I felt like that was some unbeatable shit, man. Yeah, we thought we had it, you know, because we practiced it. We didn't know if we could pull it off in competition. Yeah. And we did. We it was really such a did. Good feeling. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah. I mean, popping back out of the water, I felt like I was landing like a, an Olympic jump or something. It was. It's pretty fucking glorious, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we landed it, and uh, everyone was cheering. Everyone was going crazy. And, yeah. uh, and unfortunately, we didn't win at the contest. We came in That's second right. place. Yeah, unfortunately. Now, we should definitely say that uh, we you can't argue with the results of this contest. These guys, uh, these guys were fucking. Yeah, we got beat by amazing. by a couple legends that we had heard of but never seen in action. And this couple just showed up. Uh, they're actually uh, twins from right? from Italy. Uh, they're on the uh, Italian uh, Olympic jet ski team. Uh, it's, uh, they're twins. It's a male and a female, uh, Alphonse and Francesca Gallo. Right, and they uh, they were actually this is an incredible story. Um, their parents uh, were both uh, big jet ski enthusiasts and competitors, and so uh, by design, not by accident, both Alphonse and Francesca were born in the Vatican on a jet ski. That's incredible. Really incredible, and so that paved the way for them to become the absolute um, dominating figures they are yeah. in the sport of jet ski stunt offs. Yeah, we're jet ski enthusiasts, but they were literally born into it. Right. Yeah, and so it's. It, I mean, it was a surprise to us, but maybe it shouldn't have been. Yeah, it was, still a, it knowing, was an honor to lose them. Knowing what we were getting into, right? And, and I mean, yeah. In a, in a true sportsman-like fashion, we do congratulate the Gallo twins. Yeah, yeah. Um, Alphonse and Francesca, it was an honor. It was a real honor to compete with you, and uh, your trick was... I, I, I don't know what to say. Yeah, so the Mind-blowing. Trick, the trick they beat us with was called the Sicilian Summer Spritz. Yeah. And uh, it's exactly what, what you might imagine, like, first off, but it's still that impressive that they pulled it off. So they come at each other just like... Like me and Brandon. And this time there's no ramps. Like me and Brandon needed the, the ramps to get some lifts to pull off these, these crazy tricks. Right, right, we yeah. needed some air. They removed the ramps from the course. We're like, what are they going to do? Like, what are you going to do with that? I mean, there's plenty of things you could do. Jumping jacks, we already did that, you know. They're, yeah. They can't rehash exactly, that. Exactly, you can't. And so they come at each other at full speed uh, from opposite sides, just like we were. Right. You know, and I, we were speed. training separately. We've never seen each other, so... It's just kind of a coincidence that our tricks involved coming at each other in full speed. But they were going at each other in full speed, and it looked like they're going to crash into each other and, you know, live, and that's the trick. And, I mean, that would be pretty brave. Uh, but they didn't do that either. They looked like they are coming right at each other, and at the last second, they veer off, and they lock arms. And, you know, me, me and Brandon locked arms and switched jet skis. That's not what they did. They right. stayed with their arms locked and started spinning in circles at top speed. Ugh. So just imagine they're on their jet skis, each arms are interlocked like a like the the letter eight, the letter the number 8. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or the letter B. Right. <laughs> <laughs> letter B. Yeah. Their arms are interlocked, they're going in a circle at top speed 
and they're spinning around, going faster and faster, creating a circular wake around themselves. And then mm -hmm. they start going so fast that the jet skis lift out of the water. And so with their one free hand, they hold onto the handle of the jet ski as it lifts out of the water. And they're spinning up, catching their wake, and they spin around about 15 feet out of the water. Fucking jet ski cyclone. It's majestic to see. You, I mean, it's almost impossible to believe yeah, that. I can't believe they pulled it off just the strength and the dexterity. On a planet with our gravitational pull, no less, Ryan? Yeah, I mean, it's no it's wonder they're on shit. the Olympic team. Yeah, they must train round the clock, and I mean, they probably don't have their own yeah, they probably, snack shop to Yeah, they're probably to. not going to Canal Bay conventions, which is the only reason that we happen to be in town. Right, right. Yeah, I don't know how they ended up in Baltimore. Um, we didn't get a chance to talk to them too much, um, but they did sign some eight by ten glossies. So uh, if anybody's interested in a, in an Alphonse and Francesca Gallo um, black and white eight by ten signed with like a silver sharpie, um, we are going to be giving those away in a future contest. So definitely keep coming back to Mail Pattern Rad is the podcast where. Not only are you an award winner just for listening to this podcast, you can also win fantastic prizes. Hells yeah. And uh, so first prize that we didn't get, uh, unfortunately, and this is a big reason we entered because we really wanted this, this would have helped out the bait shop a lot. Uh, we could have changed the game for us another step. Maybe we could save up somebody and get these. But first prize was jet ski helicopters. Right. Yeah, I'm bummed that we didn't get that, despite the fact that what we did get was pretty fucking great yeah i mean our, our spray lash is great and it's way better for tricks and like in the canal but the, yeah. the helicopter i think it's a little more bulky but you know it's a jet ski with a helicopter blade attached to it just like you would imagine and mm -hmm. you know you just fly around anywhere like quickly and easily and then just drop down on the water if you want if you feel like it and the cool thing is this hat it has like this i don't know how to describe it because i don't i know a shit about machinery but the actual helicopter blades fold down behind you as well. So when you after you come out of the air, you land on the water, you can fold a blade behind you and again turn on the helicopter and you can go speeds upwards of 370 miles an hour. Yeah, like when... On the water, like on the jet uh, ski. fan boats that they, you know... Exactly. Like a helicopter slash jet ski slash fan boat. That's Great a, for swamps, for swamp skiing. Uh, yeah, swamp ski. Swamp skiing, yeah. Yeah. It's one of our other hobbies. That, you know, swamp skiing... Just skiing in the swamp. Yeah, swamp skiing is definitely a different beast. Um, <laughs> I don't think a lot of people are ready to hear slash know about swamp skiing quite yet, but we'll get into it in the future. So, uh, second place, that's what we won with our triple extravaganza. Exactly, right. Second uh, place, which, you know, proud, yeah. um, happy... Strong second. Honored, yeah. Uh, we won a thousand pizzas. A thousand. A thousand pizza pizzas, pies, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, Baltimore is famous for their pizza, so we won a thousand Baltimore pizzas. So they come in a storage container uh, that has like a refrigeration unit. Uh, we're going to have it delivered to the bait shop. And as you know, the bait shop is in an old storage container that we got full of melted gummy lumps. Right, right. Uh, we emptied it out, sold the gummy lumps, and then uh, so our shop is out of the bait, as out of the you know, one of those large shipping storage containers really that people long, yeah. mm -hmm. build all sorts of buildings out of. Like, we saw that. We're like, this could be a business. So now we have a second shipping container that we shipped back from Baltimore. It was full of pizzas and uh, a thousand of pizzas. Mm -hmm. And uh, we put it on top of our existing 
shipping container, but uh, not like the same direction. So, say, uh, it's like a, a T almost, like a lowercase yeah. T. Would you say? But, almost, but between, more diagonal. It's like between a lowercase T and an uppercase T, but like you said, more diagonal. So yeah, yeah. It's a little hard to explain. It's hard to explain. But it's a, basically a second story. We made exactly. a we cut a hole in the top of the existing first story roof and the floor of the second story we put on and put a staircase in and so now we've uh, expanded the bait shop snack and bait shop exactly and the staircase is is really cute it's kind of winding um and as you go up the staircase uh you can see several of the awards that ryan and i have won over the years for different fishermen contests different uh live bait um uh workshops that we have hosted um Actually, and then there's also a picture of us from when the, that time in '04, um, I think it was, where we yeah. won the live bait eating contest. We tied for first. <laughs> and uh, Yeah, it's a memory I choose not to dwell on too much. It was a good I, win, but it was tough. I love that memory. I don't know what you're talking about. It's I think tough it was, to get that. It was hard. I mean, it was hard, dude. And they had such a variety of live bait to eat. You know, if it was just like one... It would have been easier. Like, it was just a shitload of minnows. Yeah. You could just... Yeah. It was good, but it was just so much. Yeah, it really was. <laughs> but we did it, though. We, we tied for first, and so that photo is on the staircase in the mail pattern red. Just bait and snack shop. Yeah. So, we have a thousand Baltimore pizzas, and we know we eat as much as we can eat, and we're still eating them, but we're selling them in the shop. We're delivering them. We're trying to think of other items that we can make. I mean, we've definitely... Trust me, we've made pizza... Uh, bait dough balls uh, a bunch we have a couple deep freezes full of pizza baltimore pizza dough balls that we turn these pizza in. and dough balls uh if, uh if you're an uninformed fisherman are a really great source of bait right we do make our own dough balls in the bait shop as we've said and um <clears throat> something that just hit me right out of the blue yeah the best thing for it to rain Batmobiles. Batmobiles. Right? This is this is not my idea. This is your idea. I can't take credit for it, but... Well, I was going to say, I completely agree. I agree with it so much, I had to bring it up. Yeah. Because I, full circle, I think that we got off track and never finished that conversation. Yeah, but. yeah, you know, I mean, raining men's stupid, raining cats and dogs is silly, no one should say that, but raining Batmobiles, like now. the Batmobile is like, is armored. And I think right. that would survive the fall. Well, know? especially the one from Valkomer's Batman Forever. Yeah. Oh, I know. I thought you were going to say the Christopher Nolan Batmobile. Oh, that, that, I mean, that one's really much good. Much more rugged, much more tough. Yeah, and, much and it more... turns into a motorcycle if it breaks down. Yeah, and yeah, so, I mean, maybe the outside of the Batmobile got damaged from the fall of being rained down from a cloud to the ground, but the motorcycle might still be intact. You know, I think though, honestly, in this in the in this regard, this debate or conversation, whatever, whatever, the difference between which Batmobile is better than the next is fucking negligible. No matter what, you're getting a Batmobile. Yeah, and that's why I, I mean, that's why we concluded that Batmobile would be the best thing to rain because it could rain money, or in the Simpsons, it rained donuts. Right. And like raining money would be terrible because like there'd just be too much of it and it wouldn't lose value and I mean, we'd have to figure out another system who knows maybe it'd be better I don't know but this one wouldn't be working if money 
was actually raining, you know. But Batmobiles, like Batmobiles, everyone get out of could the use way. a Batmobile. Like everybody gets one. They're, yeah. they're everywhere. They it rains Batmobiles, like. And if you don't think that like it should rain Batmobiles and everyone get one, and you know, I mean, uh, he was all about green tech too. So exactly, yeah. So they're gonna be well designed. Um, I mean, you know that in future movies there's gonna be a Tesla Batmobile, so we might as well just come to face it's gonna be a Tesla Batmobile soon. Yeah, and they should fall from the sky. Absolutely, they should fall. I mean, why shouldn't everyone have? A, I don't have a car. And I'd love for a, I'd love for a Batmobile to fall out of the sky for me to drive. Yeah. I, I I don't know. Show me a person who wouldn't love that. Show them to me. Yeah, no, I, I can't because I agree with you so much. Well, <laughs> I felt like it was an important thing to yeah. make sure that we finished up. No, on. we did need to get back to that. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, uh, that that pretty much sums all of it up. Uh, oh, the third place prize. That, oh, uh, true. That we didn't get. We decided it was interesting. So yeah, first prize was a jet ski helicopter. Second place that we won, a thousand uh, Baltimore style pizzas, and then third place was a five gallon bucket of crab dip with two loaves of bread. Two loaves of uh, yes. uh, crisp, like crunchy bread. Yeah, so that makes sense. Each uh, each team member gets a loaf of bread to to dip into that Baltimore crab dip. Five gallon bucket, right? And that was uh, the Swedish twins from um, uh, from well from Sweden. Oh yeah, Sven and Ben. Yeah, Sven and Ben. Sven and Ben Berk or Bjorkenstock. Bjorkenstock, uh, of course, from the yeah Bjorkenstock Fandel fame. Yeah, uh, so you might have heard of the sandals Birkenstocks, and uh, right. that was totally stolen from. Uh, there were Bjorkenstock sandals first. That's right. And the Birkenstocks were just a knockoff, and then became much more popular than the Bjorkenstocks. Uh, Bjorkenstocks are still, you know, have their their fans, you know, and are still a, a surviving, thriving business. But right, they're more they're more like of a handmade item that you, you know they're not going to make like but, seven million pairs of. Bjorkenstocks and ship them off. So yeah, but they were the original, and Birkenstocks were kind of just a knockoff. Right, and so uh, as such, you would imagine they're pretty bitter people. But Sven and Ben are really nice. I mean, they 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 enjoy jet ski competition yeah. as much as we do, and um, they shared some of their crab dip with us, and we uh, gave threw them a couple pizzas. Yeah, it was cool. It was it was really actually a nice time, um, and they were great sports about it. You know, nobody was uh, up in arms about the results of the competition, so. Um, overall, I would say uh, Baltimore A plus. You know, yeah. Great time at the convention. Great time at the stunt off. Yeah, we'll uh, return. Great time getting back, and uh, definitely great time putting this podcast together. We've got a couple more uh, great, fun, exciting bits of comedy to share with you. Yeah, stick around and hold on to your butts. See you in a few. like to welcome you to uh, another male pattern gradness uh, expose if you will we're uh, very very excited as we have a special interview in store for you all today 
we're back with one of our favorite people, Genevieve Rice. That's right, Genevieve Rice. Hey, what's up, Genevieve? Hey, expose, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're just, I, I don't know. Is it so? We're, we're going to get down to the truth right here today. Here's the first question I'll ask you because I know you know a lot about language. Uh, is expose and expose technically the same word? I mean, <laughs> uh, I think they're from the same root, obviously, right. like the same root word, I guess. Okay. I think one of, I mean, expose definitely goes uh, the distance, I feel. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's as, as um, revealing as expose. Yeah, but it has a nice better feel to it. You're right, it does. It's, it not, a, it's not a joie de vivre that expose does not have. <laughs> so. you know you know what's cool is if you ever do like a rap song you can rhyme your name with schwa de vive nice. <laughs> that's that's what i'm doing uh, right now <laughs> next project yeah nothing, nothing but rap from a 39 year old from oklahoma <laughs> <laughs> well uh we should also say uh before we start asking you a whole bunch of questions that uh, um we know Genevieve, um, I, I think we were trying to calculate how long, and it's been like a, a dozen years or so. Yeah. Um, and so we have played um, over those dozens years, dozens of shows uh, with Genevieve. Um, we did uh, Modge Proposal shows, obviously, uh, Hidden House on Tap. We did uh, one of our favorite shows, actually, is your house show. Uh, and we oh, were yeah. able to do that. Um, which actually we should we should just right away ask you uh what is up with that house show are you going to be doing that again <laughs> um i i think i will eventually um part of it i did move um oh, okay. i moved years ago um and um my my new house has a really great backyard you got like, do you have a pool still yeah oh perfect so i remember last time we played at your house party we made a song because you said bring your swimming suits and so we made like a song called pool party mm. and we stripped down to our bathing suits for the last song and played pool party and then like jumped in the pool at the end yeah and, and <laughs> initiating the end of the show and starting the beginning of the pool party uh section of the evening <laughs> and that was really fun and we want to do something kind of similar to that but like something different if we're ever invited back but we're really glad you have a pool because like this time we want to go a different direction and we're gonna hire some professionals to come out and freeze your pool so we can have an ice skating party afterwards. Right, right. And I, I don't know if you know this, but right now, um, Ryan and I are the propri proprietors of a um, of something called Male Pattern Radness uh, Snack and Bait Shop. And we have that out uh, on the canal. And so um, we're, so uh, we are, <laughs> Ryan got up and I got totally discombobulated. Uh, <laughs> so we were going to ask, um, we kind of thought you'd probably go for the freezing the pool thing. But since we have a bait shop, uh, we thought it would be really cool to um, see if you'd let us stock your pool with some fish before we freeze it. Then we can go like deep ice fishing after that. Yeah. Oh, that's an important question. How deep is your pool? uh i don't know if it's deep enough to support like an ice shack so. no well if it's like six feet we could do like four feet of ice and then maybe like two feet of water for the fish you know right <laughs> yeah I, I think it gets up to six feet in the middle so maybe 
right. Wait, so your pool goes shallow on both ends and deep in the middle? Yeah, it's okay. like, it's, wow. yeah, it's, it's weird. It's like, yeah, it goes, it's like a, a kidney shaped pool. And then it's like, yeah, it kind of like, it's like four feet. Sounds perfect for a pool volleyball though. Cause you yeah. have like both ends. That's work. true. All right, well, it's good that we know the dimensions of your pool now. So thank you for that information. <laughs> Very important for my future contractors. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Our next question is, uh, what do you think of the number 19,000? Yeah, does, does that make you think anything? Does that number mean anything to you, Genevieve? Um, well, um, it's more than 10,000 maniacs. <laughs> True. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I feel like that's like the like that's like accounting for uh, the maniacs for inflation, maybe yeah, that's 90% more maniacs, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, 19,000 is actually uh, the number of plays we've gotten on a little bit movie we collaborated on 10 years ago called Weekend at Bernie's Part Three. That's right, yeah. Genevieve wrote one of my <laughs> all-time favorite jokes and probably the coolest line I've ever said in any movie which was pull off an ascot <laughs> I'll still always love that so that was super fun we did that for a 48-hour film yeah. festival and um and since we got you on the hook right now um we have been kind of bandying about the idea of doing another weekend at Bernie's three yeah sequel right weekend at Bernie's three part two uh-huh <laughs> Oh, I love it. Yeah, that was so fun. We we basically like we got to do all these. We got to like have a pizza party. Yeah. <laughs> we went to like a bar in the morning. We went to like a bowling alley. Yeah. yeah. Pool <laughs> party. A pool party. Yeah. We got to have a fake wedding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, with Ernesto as the preacher. Yeah, that was so cool. That was so fun. I just remember like when you guys were asking uh, the guy at the bowling alley if we could do the show. It was like before you even finished your sentence, he was like, yeah. Yeah, he was into it. Yeah. <laughs> well, because we went to somewhere else before and they were like corporate and they're like, sorry, we would have to like ask somebody oh, and yeah. they'd have to get back to us in a few days. And they're like, what? That bowling alley was so cool. I went back yeah. there a bunch of times after that. Yeah, me too. Because I just like that place. It was great. So yeah, Weekend at Bernie's 3 Part 2, it's a prequel to the original Weekend at Bernie's, and the tagline is, this time he's alive. Right. <laughs> it's just like a regular movie about Bernie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah. In the end, he uh, discovers the real meaning of Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> we could release it around December and really see some some heavy traffic. So if you want to be involved, we're inviting you. You're definitely on the original writing team. All right. <laughs> so uh, on a more serious note, we were wondering about your favorite all-time place to perform comedy in Phoenix, because we know you've seen every place there is. Mm -hmm. What was okay. like your favorite? It could you know, be somewhere you want to get back to or somewhere you're nostalgic for that you can never go back to. You know, I always, I loved doing uh, the Ruby Room. Yeah. yeah, that was so fun. Yeah. Yeah. The original incarnation of that was so fun. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, that place was awesome. <laughs> the Remember yeah. Abraham Lincoln comedy show and uh, Muff Mondays. And some fun uh, parking lot afterward hangout sessions. Yeah, yeah we did. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember like, uh, like 
you know, I, I came to Phoenix in 2008 and, uh, and I didn't know anybody in the comedy scene. And I remember finding out about that show from the newspaper. Really? <laughs> How weird. Just going randomly and just like. <laughs> That's cool. I never knew that. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah. weird that it was in the paper, honestly. <laughs> they had like a whole listing of mics and I was like, uh, coming from Oklahoma where we had like, we had maybe two mics total, like, like comedy open mics, you know, our shows and stuff like that. So it was like, wow, wow, <laughs> you got like 10 places listed here. And yeah. I mean, half of them were like not even running. Yeah, yeah, we want to get back to playing shows, but we have no idea like where there's actually shows right now. It's so it's still really early, you know, we're OK with it. But it's... eventually sometime we want to figure it out again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm kind of in the same place like uh, I've been doing online shows and like that's that's been really fun but yeah it's kind of weird to see what's uh not been happening during the pandemic and like what's been happening the whole time so, yeah. yeah yeah the online shows uh we haven't done any but I've definitely felt like similar with just we've just been doing the podcast and it's a similar thing of where you just like talk out into the nothingness and you don't know if anything works or anything doesn't but you just have fun doing it you know but yeah yeah <laughs> i have no idea how anyone listening to it very know, true yeah reacting to it you just yeah. move on and do more stuff you know <laughs> we've been doing um i i've been running some online shows during uh actually during all this and like we actually got we have an audience now so oh, <laughs> awesome yeah so you could you can kind of hear there is a little bit of the abyssness but um, I, that's not a word. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say anything, right? Uh, just abyss. Just abyss is fine, Genevieve. <laughs> um, Are you? So you did a lot. Like when you were really um, doing uh, working, like you were doing several shows a week, right? Yeah, I, I. I before all this happened, I was I was doing at least like two or three shows a week. Are, are you planning on picking that sort of work like pace back up when when you start or you, you haven't planned that far ahead yet uh i haven't planned that far ahead yeah. <laughs> i did i i've done one live show and it was it was pretty rough <laughs> really yeah how was, come was it like poorly attended or just like uh not the audience was weird Oh, I mean, part of it was it was uh, it was my first show back. It was uh, five days after I had major surgery. Oh, wow. <laughs> and so <laughs> um, I and then I, I did it was uh, right after the Suns lost to the Lakers. Uh huh. So the city so, was just bummed out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, oh, Phoenix lost. Uh, time for comedy. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, we're excited. We're going to watch the game tonight. So very excited. It's been a long time since the Suns have been any damn good. So. They, <laughs> I mean, they picked it up and yeah. uh, not not soon enough for me and my comedy career. <laughs> <laughs> very true. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm trying to figure out how I want to do it. And uh, it's, I got to admit, it was it was nice doing shows in your house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's good just having a break to reset, you know, everything. If people want to see your, the stuff that you're doing online, where where do they find that? 
Um, pretty much Genevieve Rice on any of the platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I'm on, I'm on TikTok. I haven't posted anything yet. I'm just oh, I was going to ask, are you dancing? <laughs> <laughs> I, <laughs> I love it. I, uh, I, I, I basically like, uh, right now I'm into, uh, power washing videos <laughs> okay that sounds <laughs> relaxing <laughs> i'm into my my husband was like he got into like chiropractor uh like back cracking whoa videos. <laughs> whoa <laughs> yeah i can see that being oddly satisfying yeah i've gotten into watching like uh street food vendors from around the world you know they'll be in korea or, or mexico or india just go around to a bunch of get a bunch of street food and watch them cook it and taste it and Ooh. <laughs> pretty, pretty good yeah. just like mindless entertainment you see some weird awesome delicious stuff speaking of food we're, we're really wondering we came up with this question earlier it's really important uh what do you think they should stuff into pizza pizza crusts next because hmm. we got cheese I and hot dogs and like what else we've I, I think they should do like an infinite pizza stuff pizza crust. Like like basically it should just like be like pizza stuffed in pizza stuffed in pizza. I would oh. definitely eat that. Yeah, that sounds nice. <laughs> I'll eat that every Friday. <laughs> so it's like um, a pizza calzone? Yeah, basically, um, I, I want it like an MC Escher painting. <laughs> it's very delicious, but Ooh. also kind of terrifying. Yeah, they could call it the Escher. <laughs> Order the Escher from Pizza Hut. Nobody <laughs> out Escher is the putt. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, big uh, uh, Escher uh, Pizza Hut crossover. <laughs> that sounds awesome. <laughs> Feed your infinite hunger. <laughs> This is a good idea. <laughs> we should work in marketing, but they, we won't let them get us. Yeah, that's true. We much, we much prefer doing this on our own for no money. <laughs> or either if they just went like real weird with it and just had something like, um, like, I don't know, like uh, uh, butter chicken or something. Yeah. <laughs> like a samosa like a samosa stuffed pizza crust would be very good that actually sounds really <laughs> yeah, good yeah it does sound pretty good <laughs> what's like the green stuff with like the squares of cheese uh liverwurst oh, oh yeah in, in, indian food <laughs> like some uh some like sog paneer yeah that's what that is put that in some crust I yeah would, that would be very good uh yeah i've not had enough paneer pizza in my life <laughs> it's been hard to come by yeah oh uh also on the subject of food we had some suggestions like when we played uh the, yeah. the house show that you had you had a bunch of really great comedians and you let us participate but you put out like a spread of like amazing snacks and like treats and stuff for everyone before and after the show and we had like some suggestions of like different stuff you stuff you might want to put out next time Ooh, okay. Like when we were there, that would you think would be really good. <laughs> right, right. Uh, the first one we have is a mini eggs Benedict. And you can just get like some mini English muffins and then like some soft scrambled eggs and then like little like spiral ham and like hollandaise sauce and just, just yeah. put a bunch of them on a tray. <laughs> That'd be cool. Um, breakfast appetizer type deals. Um, also, we thought um, a really great idea would be uh, like a double shrimp cocktail. So like uh, 
two layers, like a martini glass with shrimp, and then like more another layer of shrimp on top. Yeah, with the cocktail sauce and the martini glass, but there's little shrimps like in that cocktail sauce that you dip the big shrimp in. So it's like a right. double shrimp. Cocktail. So shrimp infused cocktail sauce with shrimp. We were trying to think of a way to make a triple shrimp cocktail, but we hadn't got there. So if you want, I think to... if you've got like a clamato involved, yeah. is that mm. maybe <laughs> one big fried shrimp on top? <laughs> colossal yeah, yeah. one colossal fried shrimp on top of the cocktail sauce to, to rule them all <laughs> yes so if one we, shrimp we just thought that might be cool if you have that stuff next time yeah that would be <laughs> awesome no big deal if you don't and we're really yeah. grateful for what you do yeah. in that regard <laughs> yeah we don't have to have many eggs benedict right but it would be cool it would be cool i i i I've done uh, very little um, cooking for a group during this pandemic. It's basically just just me and my husband and my daughter. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What's your daughter's yeah. favorite food that you make? Uh, probably milk with oatmeal in it. <laughs> Sounds very good. Yeah. Uh, Does that my, mean my... she likes a lot of milk in the oatmeal? Like a ton? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It yeah it's not oatmeal with milk. It's milk with oatmeal. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's definitely it's definitely light on the oatmeal and more milk, and uh, that's pretty much what she likes mostly. But her type, her favorite kind of genre of food is just other people's food. Yeah. <laughs> like just a little she's bit a, of this, a little of that. She's big in on on absconding. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's <laughs> she's not. Uh, but it's weird. She's not in, she's really kind of not into food though. And I don't know how to grapple with that. <laughs> yeah. My, yeah. My daughter is not very into food either. Like I'll always ask her if she's hungry and her answer is 90% no. And I'm just like, really? I feel like I was an eating machine as a child. But oh, I, I, I completely, well, I don't know. My mom has like, I don't, I, I mean, in fairness, I probably will do this too when I'm a parent, but like my mom's stories about how much I ate and how big I was as a child has been, it's like, it seems like it's bigger every time I talk, like talk to her, like <laughs> anywhere from like 15 to 40 pounds. It's like, you know, oh. so. <laughs> I was a beefy baby myself. Were you? I was a preemie, so I'm not on your side, sorry. <laughs> I, I was I was two weeks late. Yeah, I um I was two weeks late, so I was I was a little bit bigger. And uh, yeah, my my daughter is the exact opposite. <laughs> so, uh, one question we were thinking of too is um, since you've been married for a little while now, um, what is the dumbest thing you've ever seen your husband Jeff do? Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, uh, the other day we were talking about PT cruisers and I was like, my understanding was they're dumb. <laughs> and he was like, he was not of that understanding. He was like, I think they're pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are going to get one. <laughs> That's a great answer. People are going to start restoring them soon. Oh, God. <laughs> I, and this came up because we were, um, we were in our neighborhood and uh, I noticed uh, there was someone around the corner that has uh, 
not one but uh two pt cruisers oh, they're, en they're enthusiasts <laughs> yeah, yeah they're, I bet there's a it's not it's not a mode of transportation it's a lifestyle <laughs> <laughs> like i kind of thought those cars were just like what happened to people like i didn't realize that they were like something that like people purposely bought like right you just, just happened like, into it yeah well, like, I can get you a great lease on this PT Cruiser. All right. <laughs> I I feel like a lot of them are inherited. Like it's like. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's like one of those things that I I remember just thinking having no car and thinking, man, what if someone gave me one? It's just like you'd have to take it. Yeah. And drive it for a while. <laughs> yeah, you would. And say thanks. <laughs> oh no. Yeah, you'd have no choice. You'd be uh, obligated. Um, <laughs> to cruise Bye. obligated to cruise yeah but at least it's like a, a woody pt cruiser remember they had like the wood panel no. ones that'd be cool anything else right i mean i kind of get those a little bit i think i like those but i just i don't know should be on a different car yeah i don't know maybe i'm coming around to pt cruisers oh god <laughs> <laughs> don't do it genevieve <laughs> All right, well, uh, I think that's all the questions we got for you, Genevieve. Um, it's awesome to see you, and I hope that uh, we get to do a, a show with you soon, sometime soon. That'd be great. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, thanks for doing this. Posted about any uh, living room shows. Probably won't be for a while. I'm kind of waiting for my daughter to grow up a little bit. Okay. <laughs> that's cool. That's a smart move. Uh, Cool. Well, uh, definitely everyone check out Genevieve's Twitter. Uh, it's Genevieve Rice. Uh, she is a great uh, read everything she posts. It's fucking hilarious. So um, thanks for tuning in, everybody. And uh, we will see you guys in the next uh, segment. Yeah, we'll have the guys who are going to come freeze your pool hold off for a little while. Yeah, we'll, re we'll reschedule the appointment that we made. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. All right, Genevieve. Catch you later. So long. Bye, guys. <laughs> if you have a package and you need it picked up, call Shipping Tales. If you got a package and you need it delivered, call Shipping Tales. If you want to ship and you need it built, call Shipping Tales. Shipping Tales. Pick up and deliver me. Ship in the yard. Shipping Tales. Pick up and deliver me. Ship in the yard. packages with smiles, bow ties, and pasties since 1952. We're back. Hey folks, we here at Mail Pattern Redness, the podcast, would like to, from the bottom of our hearts, thank you for coming over today and giving us a little bit of your time. Thank you. We really have enjoyed making this episode, uh, as we always do. Today was a, a extra special episode. We were lucky enough to have our friend and uh, compatriot Genevieve Rice, stand-up comedian Genevieve Rice, here on the show today, which was a huge treat for us, um, talking about uh, doing Weekend at Bernie's Part 3 and, uh, you know, several other fantastic items yeah if you uh, want to see that short film that we made a long time ago it's on youtube and it's uh you look it up under weekend at bernie's and then the roman numeral three so three eyes right right we made it at a 48 hour film festival and the thing about it was is it it worked out like when we went and saw it in the theater with all the people like 
essentially the team to get together, they make their movie, then we all watch together in the theater, and there's a whole bunch of strangers in there with us, and we get to see our movie on the big screen for the first time as well. And our movie, by leaps and bounds, got the best crowd reaction. I mean, it, people were really laughing and enjoying themselves, but we couldn't win anything because obviously Weekend at Bernie's isn't our original idea. Uh, but it won. It, in our hearts, we won that film. Yeah, festival. that was a fun time. Yeah, it was pretty amazing. It was cool to hear uh, Genevieve talk about just uh, how much fun it was, and you know, yeah, like we put together a good or a group of people. I mean, with yeah. us, but like the group just came together. As we a, got really lucky, man. Everyone I, did their part. It was awesome. I, I really do want to do part two for sure. So <laughs> if we can, I think it'd be great. I think it would yeah. be. Shout out Steve Maxwell, the uh, unoriginal Bernie, but to us original. Hell's yeah. We wanted to talk about. Uh, Somewhere where we spent uh, really the rest of our time on our, our short uh, business trip to Baltimore. Uh, right. As we said earlier, we went to the the expo for the canal bait, and then we did the the jet ski tournament. Right. But uh, that that those two um, events, while very important and wonderful, uh, were not the only reasons that we wanted to go to Baltimore. Uh, you see, there is a, a restaurant there that doesn't exist anywhere else in the United States. And so Ryan and I um, did kind of a, a good amount of extensive research on this place because the the concept of it is, it's awesome. Um, the restaurant is called Uncle, Uncle, pardon me, Uncle Samplers. Uncle Samplers. Uncle Samplers. It's in downtown Baltimore. Downtown Baltimore. Um Great little place to go. Um, got a, a large building, but sort of the way that they... Yeah, it's a big little place. The way that they have it set up, you don't feel like you're in like a large cafeteria or something. You know, it's kind of partitioned off, and there's little different rooms and places to go, and of course, uh, people to meet. Um, now, Uncle Samplers, as a concept, is... It's essentially... Uh, the. This is how they describe it. It's a, it's a patriotic peppering, of plot du jour, mm. uh, and basically, what they're saying is is it's a bunch of delicious samples, and you know um, sample style, you know going to any store on the weekend, particularly Costco is a big one, um, you really can fill up on samples. You know, I mean, yeah, I mean Costco samples are kind of how America does. T- Spanish style tapas. <laughs> exactly. It's our exactly. Place. Free tapas. And so uh, many many of the people involved with Uncle Samplers, to our knowledge, actually were involved in the sample industry before, many of them as quote sample ladies. Now we don't want to be sexist, but obviously when you think of a, a person um, giving out samples, a kindly older lady is usually sort of the the visual, and so I don't. I hope nobody takes offense to the term "sample lady" because yeah, it is one of endearment. Yeah, they rock that <clears throat> shit impressively hard. Yeah, and so so you get to Uncle Samplers. You can only you can only buy memberships to Uncle Samplers. Yeah, um, you and can't just go in and like buy whatever you want. I mean, you can in a different way. We'll explain that, but it's not a traditional like you pick what food you want and you get a bill. It's a it's a membership service, as Brandon said. Right, and, and unfortunately, uh, the shortest 
uh, membership um, duration available to us was the month. Yeah. Um, membership. And obviously, we were only going to be there for what? what four, four days. Four days. Yeah. So we're, you could do a month or a year, and I understand why they do it uh, because they're trying to make this be a, a viable restaurant. So uh, right. So they got a little bit extra from us for the month, but we got the most out of that uh, those passes. Those membership passes during the four days that we were there, we went to Uncle Sampler's no less than nine times. Nine times, uh, and every time was uh, it was great. I mean, and we saw a lot of the same people there doing the same thing we were like every time we went. Right. Well, I mean, the concept behind it is, it's it's very obvious. You know, um, there's a lot of there's a lot of money uh, in those free samples just sitting there at Costco on the weekends, you know what I mean? Like, all those people are going. And I don't honestly think everyone's just going to get free food. I think it's because in deep down in their hearts, they love samples. Yeah, you know? yeah. And so I think that is sort of the the heart of the concept for this restaurant, Uncle Sampler's. And, of course, being in the U.S., you know, and Uncle Sam's, you know, um, I think that the sample people were... Uh, they felt like, you know, a good positive message to put out there. Uh, you know, hopefully um, that's, how, and that's how people view it. Um, but certainly the food, the samples, uh, myriad, so many. Yeah, I mean, the bottom line best part about it is that you get to try so many different kinds so of food. Many. So many different kind of cuisine, cuisines. Uh, yeah. I tried, I you know, I kept track and I tried... 273 uh, different samples and I did double up on some of those but I had 273 different ones I did not keep track Uh, I just did there was no way I was I I say I double fisting samples 342 total but wow I mean that's a that's impressive man yeah I mean Uh, we're keeping up so you're definitely around the same numbers that's putting I mean we needed to get a whole month well yeah we're only there for four days so yeah. yeah We had to get the most out of our Uncle Sampler four-day extravaganza experience. Yeah, and it, it was great. I mean, um, you know, you when you get to the front, you walk in, and they give you a bib, um, and they actually... Um, <coughs> you know how Batman has, like, a utility belt, right? Mm-hmm. And then, like, some people, if they're, like, carpenters, they have those aprons with, like, a, a built-in belt so they could hang their tools from yeah, it. Yeah, hang their hammer. And- well, you get an apron like that. Obviously, you know this. I'm just telling the listeners. Yeah. Uh, you get an apron like that when you walk into Uncle Sampler's, and um, all of the utensils you may or may not need, uh, including napkins uh, and a bib, they're all there for you. Uh, so at your disposal so at any point in time if you were to need to sit down and break out a fork and knife to yeah. cut into something you're 100% prepared uh, and that's how they take care of you Uncle Samplers yeah I mean it was just such a crazy experience and like it was a, like a different experience every time we went because the place was just so huge uh, they have it all set up in different rooms and just different things going on. Uh, should we tell them about some of our favorite things that we had? We can't tell you about everything, obviously. That would be right. Like no, I think some highlights would be, uh, would be more than welcome by our listeners, yeah. Okay. I guess I'll start with, uh, that's a, a good pot sticker. Mm, love pot stickers. Uh, I, had one, I, I had a pot sticker. I, like, <laughs> I had a, a small bite, but still a, a, a delicious bite of a dessert calzone. Ooh, very uh, interesting. Yeah, what was stuffed in there? 
uh, almonds, dark chocolate, crisped rice, and uh, peanut butter um, chips. Man, I missed that one. And then um, it was like, uh, I feel like, I can't, man, what's the stuff that goes inside the cannoli? The cheese. What kind of cheese is that? It's not ricotta, right? Uh, I don't know. Canola cream. I, right. I think it is ricotta. You would think, you know what I mean? For a the dessert student, calzone, student it would ricotta have ricotta in it. Yeah. Duh, Brandon. Okay. Mascarpone? Right. Oh, yes. That's what it is. Yeah, that had to be what it was. I didn't ask. I was too busy <laughs> shoveling more samples into my yeah. mouth. But. Well, uh, I had like a good like one like kind of small. There's one small piece of pot roast. Ooh, okay. How was the meat? So tender and succulent. Really? Do you know what they marinated it in? Gravy. Oh, what kind of gravy? Pot roast gravy. Oh. I don't know. It was good. It was good. Okay. Well, yeah, uh, and that highlights a little bit of something else. It's also served with one baby carrot and one baby potato. Uh, on like a toothpick? Uh, all together in a little cup with the toothpick oh, to eat it with you. I like that. Um, that is the only one downside of... Uh, if, if it's something that you're worried about is you don't necessarily get all the details of every piece of food that you eat unless you actively seek out the information. Yeah, but the, so, the, but the sample people do have a lot of information. They're very helpful, should you ask, but they do stay away from you if they see you shoveling it in. Also, you can uh, order uh, any of the sample booths if you like what you're tasting. You can uh, open the Uncle Samplers app on your phone. Uh, Android or iPhone, no matter no matter yeah, what. Yeah, just open your Uncle Samplers app, and then you can. Uh, it keeps track of all the samples that you tried, right. and you can do it right there, and just press a one button, and it sends it to your address that you use to sign up for the app anyway. And so you can just have the items if you like the samples just sent to your house, and it's obvious part of their business structure. I mean, they got us good. Uh, we definitely ordered way too much Uncle well, Sampler stuff back back home, you know, because you could have it sent anywhere in the world. One of the coolest things that I uh, I did, and um, one of the sampler uh, sampler folks actually suggested that I do this. So I had a sample of this thing that's called uh, salamaroni, mm -hmm. and it's a pepperoni and salami hybrid meat, mm -hmm. and uh, and I loved it, and I immediately wanted to have it sent to me, and um, the lady there said why don't you ship it like a, do a two week ship rather than like a two day ship and I was like well why would I want to get it later and she said you live in Arizona right Phoenix right I said yeah yeah and she said that salamaroni is going to cook in the box on the way to you yeah she and really you, saved our asses when you get it you're going to open it and it's going to be so warm and crisp and juicy and holy fuck folks money it was delicious salamaroni mm. i don't think anywhere else has it but uncle uncle samplers you won my heart again yeah uh had something that i mean you could get anywhere but it was really good it was just like good that they thought to do it i enjoyed it, it was one frito scoop chip uh pre-scooped with a little onion dip yeah yeah you, just a little one and done and move on you know I mean, did you have any problem with uh, with only eating one chip and then no more chips? No, because, I mean, that's why I'm there, is to sample uh, everything that Uncle Samplers has to offer. I mean, I didn't sample everything Uncle Samplers has to offer, but I hope to someday get best, yeah. 
Okay. By the time I do, it'll have changed, and, you know, it's the beauty of life. It's the beauty of the rotating sample menu at Uncle Samplers, too. Um, what, el- what else did you have uh, that you were really into? Uh, I had a single bacon-wrapped asparagus. Ooh, that's nice. Yeah, it was really good. How was the asparagus cooked? Did they grill it? Uh, it was medium-sized. Uh, I think it was just like uh, like boiled, but just a little bit, so it was still crisp. Like You could tell they boiled it to just the right point and then put it in an ice bath. Oh, wow. And then uh, That's the way to do it. Yeah, and then wrap the bacon and then maybe baked it a little longer. Mm. Had to crisp that bacon and, and that was it. It was, it was good. It's like Uncle Samplers really are like our real uncle. Like he cares so much about what we're eating because he's related to us. Like, bro, that sounds good. Yeah, um, it could have been asparagus and a piece of bacon, but Uncle Sampler right. took the time to wrap the bacon around the asparagus and then bake it one more time so it would come out just that yeah. that little bit more crispy. They do things the right way. Mm-hmm. They have integrity. That's what I love in a restaurant and a person. <laughs> um. I also had uh, some really uh, delicious freeze-dried enchiladas, which, um, as you all can imagine there at home, travel really well. Yeah, I mean, that's great for, like, backpacking. Right. But at home, too. Yeah, I mean, you can hydrate the enchiladas if you want to eat them, like, as regular enchiladas, but... If you were in a pinch and you had no way of hydrating them, you technically could eat the fri- fri- uh, freeze-dried enchiladas with no hydration. Yeah. I ate uh, a quarter of a waffle with strawberries and whipped cream. It was Ooh. just like one little triangle of a waffle, you Okay. Know? Nice. It was delightful. And not too filling. It was like just light and airy, crisp, like Belgian-style waffle. All right. That sounds nice. I enjoyed it. Um, I had, um, speaking of breakfast foods, um, I had something called, uh, an egg dazzler, which was an egg substitute. And I thought it was quite a bit better than egg beaters. So, yeah, uh, that sounds so good. I can't believe we tried so many different things at each other. Cause like we were walked around together for a while, but then we split up. Yeah, it was and impossible some, to stay together. It was just a, cor- a cornucopia yeah. of... We had to follow our stomachs. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, yes. Uh, I tried uh, something I really enjoyed was the Reese's Peanut Butter Mustache. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a really intriguing one. Um, I wonder how long it'll be before that hits the markets and people just go nuts for it. Yeah, I know. We definitely got a bag sent to the house. Yeah. Well, I mean, people know how popular mustaches and beards are, so, I mean, just imagine how that translates into becoming a food. Um, I also uh, I also enjoyed the fish, sti- uh, fish stick bites that I had. Um, not a big fish stick fan um, across the board, yeah. but, uh, but these were nice. Um, delicious cod in, inside, I think, and, um, you know, uh, not just a sloppily thrown together panko crust it was actually uh, beer battered and breaded so um, excellent fish stick selection at Uncle Samplers yeah uh, my uh, next thing was uh, breaded and fried too uh, and uh, sample person said I had to say like this quadruple pickle and double fried pickle chips wow and they're so freaking out of this world (laughs) quadruple pickled and double fried 
Damn, dude. Yeah. Is, uh, how many times do you have to pickle something for it to be fermented? Uh, I don't know, but you can bet your bottom dollar quadruple hits the spot. Hits the spot. All right. Um, I, um, uh, I was a little leery about trying this, but it was actually good. Uh, I had, um, a little bit of diet whipped cream, and I thought it was good. Ooh. Yeah, I had some, I was, like, yeah, surprisingly good. Yeah, I mean, it, it wasn't like, oh my god, this is amazing, but, you know, what, um, if I was ever on a diet, which I completely don't anticipate ever trying any diet whatsoever, but if I were to... And for some reason, I was going to eat whipped cream. Like, that's the truth about so many diet things. Like, why don't you just skip that item? Yeah. Why? Why bother having a diet Hershey's Kiss? What the fuck is in that? Just don't eat it. Like, the decaf coffee. Can't do it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm okay with decaf coffee, I guess. It's just... Coffee isn't good enough to drink with... Uh, never mind, who cares? Okay, <laughs> moving on. So one of my other favorite things I had there was uh, Mini Eggs Benedict. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was definitely uh, a good... Um, uh, well, I have to say that um, I, I... I don't mean to bring it up um, in a negative way, but I the eggs were a little wet for me on that. Yeah. And I prefer a drier egg. Just saying. Um, Hopefully that doesn't deter people from getting it. Did you let uh, the sample representative from Uncle Samples know at the station? I did. I did let her know. uh, And she was very nice uh, about it. Um, She did give me a really really nice mild horchata to um, sample. Sample size. Sample size. To wash it down with. And that really, that did the trick actually. Washed the taste right out of my mouth. Yeah. It was awesome. Uh, well, I had something I really like to call the purple chicken. It's uh, it's like orange chicken, but it's purple, you know. Okay, yeah. I mean, it's interesting that only now do they start delving into the other colors. Only now and only Uncle Samplers. R- right. Well, they're uh, cutting edge, cutting edge cuisine. Uh, I also had something, and it wasn't really explained to me uh, what it was. In fact, I kind of think it was just invented because of the the name for it but it was called savory gravy savory gravy yeah dang that would have gone maybe that's what they cooked that pot roast they had in oh that's true yeah split it up to a different station i think that they said that they had fermented black beans in it which i i mean thought i thought what a what a great idea yeah i love that stuff yeah i love field yeah yeah right all right guys we gotta go we gotta wrap up this episode uh we uh, told you about way too much Uncle Sampler stuff, but we were just really excited, and we couldn't keep it from you. Yeah, it was hard to it was hard to stop, guys. But we one more. I had a, something called soy cargo. Soy cargo. And it's like is escargot, but it's made out of soy and garlic and butter and slimy. It was gross. You didn't like it? No, but I tried oh. it. I had green bean casserole. And it's fine. Um, <laughs> well, that brings us to the end of the episode. I was um, I was deterred from ordering that because the title, or excuse me, the product name was um, "This Is How We Casserole." Yeah, and I just thought that was. Uh, I thought that would have made you want to eat it more. Not so much. I I felt like it had a little too much cumin, and yeah. nothing. I mean, that there's no creative title that could ever wash away the taste of too much cumin. Yeah. 
And with that, we'd love to bid you goodbye. Goodbye. Motherfucking titty sucking two ball skeleton theory. <laughs>